You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. football and he scores the home run and he does the touchdown and he kills the goalie with a knife i don't understand how this sport works and i don't think this show does either and that's part of the fun we are here to discuss season two of the apple tv plus critically acclaimed comedy drama series ted lasso and before we get into that let's tell y'all about who we are i am davy and with me is neil hello and i appreciate you listening that's sweet. And we got Ray. Hello. And we got Jordan. Hello there. And uh, while I'm probably one of the only few sports people on this site, I'm kind of... Ugh, oh, jeez, Nate. I kind of want to... I mean, uh, fucking... Uh, David, kind of want to strangle you. Just like, ah! That's fair. I deserve it. Um, If not for the sports stuff, then just for... All of my other transgressions in this I... life. So before we get into the knit and or grit of season two, a quick recap. Ted Lasso follows Jason Sudeikis as the eponymous Ted Lasso, a homebody Midwestern American football coach who is brought in to coach a British soccer team, UFC Richmond, after the former owner of the team leaves it to his ex-wife as a part of their divorce, and she attempts to sabotage the team by bringing on this clueless American. He ends up winning everyone over by being just so fucking good of a human being, although they are disqualified from the Premier League, which leads us to season two with Ted, Coach Beard, Nate, and Roy Kent eventually coming back as a coach to try and steer this ship and get them back into the good old PL. So, everybody, what did we think about Ted Lasso Season 2? It's going to be a love fest, isn't it? Because uh, I know on my end it's going to be a love fest. Uh, it's fucking <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Um, I'll, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, even though some people are going to look at this season and they're going to go, well, it's not as happy-go-lucky as the first season and I don't know. No, no, forget, forget that not everything in life is happy-go-lucky and they do a great job in this season of having just as many happy moments balanced with some somber moments balanced with some things we don't expect balanced with i again it's it's like season one i'm not going to be able to say enough good things about this oh absolutely i mean what i do have a few issues with the second season but i can say it's an incredible season of television because it really does uh, heighten up the strengths of what I adored about this show in the first season. 
And honestly, this show alone would is worth the Apple TV Plus subscription for me, I say, since uh, I got a year free with the new phone. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> still, um, just absolutely incredible, really. Uh, uh, and also ha- has added something new to my regular Christmas holiday rotation with the uh, fourth episode, I believe. I'm with Jordan a bit where season one is amazing. It's perfect. I, I will tell people it will make you a better person to watch season one. But I think this season starts off a bit rocky. I love the season, but we're so invested in these characters and episode one is very jarring because it starts mid season. We've time jumped and we don't know anything that these people have been doing. We're already in the season. Things are going weird. There's uh, an off thing that is just, it's used to get the, the sports therapist in there, but that time jump is really jarring that we don't get any backfill for me. It was. And then in the second episode, Ted does something that's, incredibly out of character of he tells one of the players something changes his mind on it and ted would have told that player hey we're going a different route but no it's just revealed and it makes ted kind of look shitty that it it looks like he lied to the player's perspective he lied to them and that isn't ted at all so i had a rough time a little bit of rough time coming into season two of like these felt off like i love these characters I, w- I don't want to know their day-to-day, minute-to-minute, but you've jumped months, and I have no idea where we're at, really, and there wasn't a backfill. And then Ted does something kind of against character. But then we're off to the races. There's some amazing episodes in here. Like Jordan mentioned, the Christmas episode is definitely this. You don't have to know anything about this show, and you would thoroughly enjoy that episode. It's a great Christmas episode, a great episode by itself. Um, every episode kept building better and darker and deeper and all all the angles at once uh i am gonna go ahead and dis- disagree with neil because i actually think j- uh, the time jump uh is a good place to start i mean it, it it helps sets up stakes and leads to uh you know a character motivation which is the return of roy kent uh aka one of the only men and you know what this show has really the only men i trust in the world which is the afc richmond coaching staff <laughs> and you know I, i'm gonna be halfway between neil and, and and jordan on this one i did feel jarring it did feel jarred when this season first started but as it goes along, I think that we realize why it starts the way it starts. And again, I, do, I don't want to give anything away to be spoilers, but I think that as we get into the season, we realize why it starts where it starts. And we realize why some of the things that the characters have done, you know, they that that's why they did them. And I, I, I was fine with it as we went along. Jarred at first, great with it as we went along. Oh, definitely. And a lot of this season can be a little jarring if what what you took away from season one was, oh, this is just a nice show about a nice man being nice to people. Because I know that's what a lot of people took, exclusively took from the first season, kind of missing the point of some of the more thoughtful things that I was trying to do. So yes, this is a messier season. It 
honestly all throughout it has a weird relationship with time i felt like there are certain things that just don't feel like they should be happening as quickly or as late in the game as they are but for a season that is trying to delve i think a lot deeper into the psychology of these characters and what their what their motivations are and what they hold dear i think this is incredible television neil you said with season one that it will make you a better person and i disagree i think it'll make you a nicer person i think season two is what makes you a better person because i think it embellishes and relishes in a lot of what makes these characters tick and i know we talked in the chat about how emotional this stuff got uh the through line of the sports psychologist coming in and Ted being very resistant to therapy and then opening up to it. It is not subtle. It is not even necessarily cleverly written. But there are a few moments where Jason Sudeikis is acting his ass off and believing every word he says so much that it is impossible not to get extremely, at least for me, it was impossible not to get extremely emotional watching Uh this show. It is... It's much less pleasant, but I think I think it's better than season one. I do one. have to uh, say, Davey, that as someone that's been in Ted's shoes, uh, look, getting the help you goddamn need isn't always going to be something, you know, subtle or uh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Some, I know. like I've had yeah, to drag my feet and to beg someone to help me. And by the way, one thing this show, to a scary degree, gets accurately right, is what it's like to have a panic attack, an anxiety attack. Because the way Ted experiences that in in both of these seasons is... It, it did kind of trigger me a little bit because that that is exactly how it yeah. is felt. And I and honestly, and at every instance it happened, I had to pause and collect myself for a moment because part of me did feel like, oh, shit, it's happening to me again. So I commend the show on that and especially uh, it's relation to people wanting to open up like some of my favorite like one of my absolute favorite things of this season is the relationship between ted and and the sports psychologist brought in dr sharon fieldstone played by sarah niles uh both i think just work so wonderfully off each other and especially in the uh no uh, I'm trying to remember the episode title. There we are. No weddings and a funeral episode. Well, and to dig into that even a little further, I think that something that this show gets right overall, period, is just how people deal with their attitudes towards themselves, their attitudes towards other people, you know, how we talk to each other, how we how we experience our own pain, how we experience the pain of others. And it, it's really opening up a, a, a lot of conversation. Uh, I've noticed even online with my friends, 
and some of which have had, you know, problems, uh, different, different problems with mental health or, or different experiences with therapy, some who haven't. And I think it all looks at it and says, you know, you got to You got to talk about it. And everybody talks about it differently, but they do. I think they approach it in such a sense of it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's something we miss in life. A lot of times is that whether you're having a good day or a bad day, it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. I, I love it when shows can pull off an adversarial moment or a relationship or debate and both sides are right. When Ted and Sharon have their first kind of, okay, let's put the cards on the table and they're both kind of like chipping away at the other's yeah. argument. They're both right though. It isn't one supposed to win. We're seeing both sides at the same time being equal. And I love when shows can pull that yeah, off. Yeah. The show does and it, it extremely Yeah, well. and that's even there in Roy Kent and Jamie Tart's relationship. How that mm-hmm, e- how, how that evolves. And also, this show has so many good examples of positive relationships, such as, you know, you know, positive masculinity with Ted and well, just about Anybody, but especially Co- everyone but Co- Jamie. Well, that well that eventually got, gets there, but yeah, it is a bit of a road. Uh, yeah. You know, the friendship between Ted and his boss Rebecca, who I thought was who, who I thought had such a great development from uh, season from the end of season one to season two, especially with. Uh, her mysterious dating app match arc, uh, which was outstanding, but also even one of the most positive romantic relationships on TV in quite a while between Roy and Keeley. Absolutely. I absolutely adore those two. Ross and Rachel can go fucking suck all the dicks. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not bitter about friends. Shut up. Uh, I will say, I will say, Jordan, to to butt in there for a second. While I agree with you about Roy and Keeley's relationship being a really positive and healthy example of two very different people coming together and working through their flaws, if I ha- honestly, if I had any criticism of this season, it would be that I feel like they didn't know how to use Keely as well as they did in season one outside of her being in a relationship with Roy. And I commend the writers for not wasting our time with, oh, they don't know how to love each other and some other hack bullshit. But I do feel like the character had such an immense growth in season one that... I, I can't help but feel like the show kind of left her out to dry I, I can't, at some points. And maybe I'm the only I one who thinks that. I can't not disagree with that. I mean, uh, but, but there is some good development with her towards the end of the season. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I still, on the whole, really loved seeing everything between uh, Roy and Keeley because uh, Brent Goldstein is just so great at being a lovable curmudgeon uh especially in the rainbow episode and juno temple uh this might just be my favorite role she's ever done personally i i absolutely 
loved her. And yeah, uh, circling back to Jamie, a uh, wonderful arc for him as well. But uh, of uh, not of, of not becoming such a dickhead. Well, he still kind of needs to be a dickhead on the feet on the pitch, but. So, I am already anxious for season three, and I hate the fact that we have to wait. How are we going to wait for this? I, you know, you've got this show that, yes, we're talking about the differences between season one and season two. I expect season three to bring us something completely different as well. I mean, not completely different, but, you know, different in the arcs. I mean, and they have made no bones about the fact that when they imagined this show and started to write this show, that they have done it as a three-season arc. So I am just, I don't know where they're going to go. And I am one of those people who, you know, I don't a lot of times binge a show all the way through. I will slow down at some point because I know I'm going to run out of episodes or whatever, but I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, if they gave me season three right now, I'd, I'd watch it all in one sitting. Yeah. I mean, and there's yeah. so many good Freds introduced uh, in the in the last bits of season two, like Sam, like uh, Sam Richardson being brought in as Edwin Akufo, who wants to buy who you know who buys this uh, African team and wants to sign one of the teams, uh, probably the uh, probably the most optimistic character on this show that isn't Ted and Sam, played played amazingly by. Uh, Tohib Jamoa, who has an incredible arc this season in a, you know, himself. Yeah, they they use different characters. A lot of the smaller or more background characters from season one, they use them in so many interesting ways. There is an operatically gorgeous scene involving a haircut that is so funny. And so strange and specific in particular. Yeah, with I, for me, just yeah, with, of, uh, Isaac. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Isaac. Yeah, who, yeah, who, who emphasizes, yeah. like, each season, you only get the one. You only get the one haircut. Yeah. It's such... This is such a fucking weird show sometimes <laughs> in the absolute best way. But, Ray, to your point earlier, if you said, I don't know how I'm going to wait for season three... The good news is is that there are a lot of like more positive influence in the world shows happening. I really just want to rewatch The Good Place after watching Ted Lasso, and that's not a criticism of Ted Lasso. It's just I like seeing shows like this and shows like The Good Place that have a vested interest in focusing on the decency of people, not in a pandering way, but in a way of... What happens if you try and see the best in people, and sometimes how can that go poorly? Which is something that this season delves into a lot of. Sometimes you can't nice someone out of being an yeah, asshole. Yeah, that's in a way that is really compelling. That is one thing. I want... Well, in one of the ways, go. Sorry, no, Jordan. no, you go ahead. Okay, in one of the ways I will survive is I will watch this season again. <laughs> that's it, it, also yeah, that. I, I did. I do <laughs> want to say the finale was a bit of a mixed bag for me because I felt like there could have been some things, uh, you know, further explored, such as, uh, such as like, look, nicety is only going to go so far, and 
it's great to be positive, but again, it can only go in so many ways for so long. And just how it affects people. But uh, given where the season does end, I am yeah, I am still very curious. Like, I absolutely adore this show. It is just... Uh, the Like, I caught all, the first season after it ended. And, I, you know, I finally had time to sit down and watch it. And then I wouldn't be the one that shut the fuck up about it. Alright? Like, <laughs> when, when I saw this was up for review on here, I was ready to become a soccer hooligan and fuck over everyone. <laughs> To just get on this <laughs> review, and I'm uh, and I'm glad I'm reviewing it with you guys because it's like, yeah, I, it just makes me happy. This show makes me happy. It makes me cry. Uh, like this show's become my go-to for like having a good cry. If I'm being honest, like I, I yeah. just oh same. There's a few scenes in this I clapped like it was borderline standing ovation. Oh yeah. Of, like, clapping, unfortunately, right in Larray's ear because we're sitting on the couch watching it. But <laughs> just, and those, a lot of those scenes, there's very little dialogue. This show really works hard to show you, not tell you or explain it. Like, we're, we're hinting at a per- particular character's arc, and it's shown, and not all of it's shown, and none of it's told. It's that character's perspective of how nice can only go so far. And I think that's going to be dove into a lot in, in season three. But there's a scene with Jamie and Roy that I was just clapping. Oof. Oof. It was oh, amazing I... and perfectly executed with Tears. almost no dialogue at the key moments. Uh, and that's what really makes this show worth it. There's so much good in it, but those moments of the right thing was done and it didn't feel pandering like you said, or sugar-coated, or unearned, or fake. Yeah, and then uh, that yeah. scene that you mentioned led into, a, led into the emotional uh, ending of that episode, which was highlighted by goddamn Keens, Somewhere Only We Know, and that's what also made me fervor go into tears. No, definitely. Uh, I mean, we're all pretty much in agreement that this is, while it is a little messier, this is incredible television. So, Neil, do you want to just roll over into those final thoughts? I watched the first season three times in three months. I will watch this season two more times in the next two months. It is, it never gets old. I will find the best scenes on YouTube. Like, from season one, I've watched... Rebecca's confession and the dart scene at least three dozen times, just those scenes. And I'm going to find those scenes again on YouTube this time. Um, this show will make you a better person. I will stick by that. It will, it will improve you somehow, some way. Um, I'm going to, this season, just a little buppy start for me. I went out of my way to recommend season one, telling people, no, no, no. It's whatever the trial, whatever the cost is for a month, get it. Go get an Apple TV. It's worth the investment of just getting an Apple TV box. It doesn't matter. There's other good shows there too, but you start with this one. That's the same thing for this, for season two. I'm going to give it 9.5 out of 10 brand new mascots. Love it. Ray? Yeah, again, we're all on the same page with this. 
this show, even though it was messier this season, again, like I said, life is messy sometimes. So bring it on because they are pulling <laughs> this shit off. I mean, when that show is happy, they're pulling it off. When the show is sad, they're pulling it off. When it's somewhere in between, they're pulling it off. I know that there's that we're bragging about it. I know a lot of other people have bragged about this show. And I, I don't know if we're going to find that one skeptic out there that still hasn't, well, you know, whatever. But dang it, if you were that one skeptic out there, get off the fence. Get off your butt. Go out and get this and watch this dang show. See? Stop pointing at me, Jordan. Why are you pointing at me, girl? I'm, I'm, she's pointing at the audience. Okay. Yeah. I could hold a mirror um, up to them, but I don't want to hold heavy shit right now. <laughs> you know, God, I, I we said like a broken record, but get off your butt and watch this show, people. And I mean, especially if you are somebody that hasn't even started season one, just go ahead and do it. Start season one, roll right into season two, and then you'll be like the rest of us waiting for season three and you'll be watching season one, season one and season two again. And yes, I know that there's a couple of bumps in this season, but I don't think that the bumps in this season are there because they're just bumpy. I think they're there for a reason. And even if we don't know quite yet why those bumps are there, I think I have enough faith in the show that season three is going to tell me, you know, help me know why those bumps were there this season, even if I don't understand them right now. So... I I still have to give this the same thing I gave season one. I have to give it 10 out of 10, and it's going to be 10 out of 10 of those little weird folding bicycles. <laughs> All right, Jordan. I goddamn adore this show. I I absolutely love it for just how happy it makes me feel for uh, being able to actually understand how important mental health is and just how important it is to talk and also being a bit of an emotional release like i said i've gone to the show now for a good cry uh whether it was intended or not and it's helped me with a lot of things and yeah i i, I want jason sudeikis to give me a hug just <laughs> tell me everything is all right ah uh, it's just i i absolutely adore this yes it, the, the the show is a bit messier and kind of all over the place uh episode nine is a big testament to that following coach beard after hours yeah uh i like it but it's like it's probably the weakest episode of the given... whole season yeah, it kind of. Yeah, it really is. It, 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 Fun it, fact: at the Emmys after party, he wore those pants. He changed out of the nice, and he wore those. I would have worn those too to fucking Emmys. He, I would have worn. No, I know what he was wearing at the Emmys, but looking like the fucking Monopoly man. But I'm sorry, I would have worn all that, but with those pants. That's my amazing fashion sense aside. Uh, amazing performances, fantastic writing, great emotional arcs. I'm very excited to see where this goes. I'm going to give this season nine and a half supposed CGI Roy Kents. 
out of 10, and I still don't understand why people thought Roy Kent was a CGI character. <laughs> it's the dumbest conspiracy theory this side of the Flat Earth, and I love it. Look, it's better than Flat Earth, because at least this, I'm actually willing to fucking entertain. Fair. Yeah. I know I've been, I guess, a little harder on the show than all of y'all, and the main reason why I bring up the, the missteps and the shakes in this season is because, I like Ray said, I do think they will be paid off, and I do think that they will all come to a head. What I feel watching this season is the same thing I felt when watching the big transition seasons of my three favorite shows. Season three of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, season two of The Good Place, and season five of Community. Seasons that, when you watch them, they feel a little disjointed, but by the time it's all over and you see how it all comes together, it feels right. I am very much expecting that when season three is done and we see how this show has its full arc, that my rating for this season will turn into a 10 out of 10. Because at this rate, it's, it is looking to join those three shows at least somewhere near the Mount Rushmore of my favorite shows. That said, there are some mistakes there are some bumps. There is the Coach Beard episode, and there is some weirdness in the beginning as they're kind of getting their momentum back. But you would be hard-pressed to find a show with this level of heart ever. Um, if you have some of the same worms in your brain that I do, there are points of this show that will poke you and prod at you and make you deal with some really, really hard truths about life in a way that is so cathartic it's like a warm fucking hug in a glass of cocoa and that is something so rare and so special and a lot more complicated than the people who just said oh it's about the nice man give it credit for this show is incredibly smart it's incredibly loving and it believes in the best of all of us and that makes me emotional so i am going to give this nine out of ten hack jokes i made at the beginning of this review about oh no i'm a movie man i don't know sport because sometimes you got to go for the low-hanging fruit because sometimes you're bad at your job and even then even then ted would still respect you indeed now let's talk about what is really a contentious point what was the best temporary higgins office of this season Uh, I think the storage closet, because he was near the toilet paper. <laughs> just, you know, just because what some, you know, what we have been through in the last year and a half or so, you know, early on in the uh, pandemic, I would have wanted to be uh, near the toilet paper, even though they. I would say yeah. Uh, yeah, fair when enough. he was right by the office so that he could just real quickly just just jump through the window and there would be no problems. <laughs> That's pretty good. 